Brian Sacheta is the author of the Get Out of Your Head book series, a collection of personal development works focused on helping readers overcome various forms of mental illnesses. The first entry in that series, Get Out of Your Head, a toolkit for living with and overcoming anxiety was released in the year 2018. Brian also runs a website and blog of the same name. that is www.getoutofyourhead.com you'll find the link in the show notes as well and through his site he offers written advice and coaching to clients who are looking to make strides in their battles with mental illness brian's desire is to help others with anxiety and depression grow out of his own experiences with both afflictions throughout his works he recounts his past struggles with them due to not having the right information at his disposal that's why he's so passionate about using his skills to influence the lives of others and he wants to help as many of his followers as possible avoid such a fate as we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand dealing with anxiety depression and mental illness here's an exciting twist first let us tickle his brain so brain Get ready for a rapid fire round of random words. I'll mention a few and I'd love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much. Are you ready for it? Uh let's do it. <laughs> okay, here comes my first word. Curiosity. Uh killed the cat. Invention. Light bulb. Future. Flying cars. A book. Harry Potter. Movie. Uh Toy Story. Food. Hummus. Place. Portugal name Brian <laughs> <laughs> animal cheetah and the last one is the world um uh, oceans okay great and that's an interesting set of responses there and Brian thank you so much for participating in the first rapid fire round so sportively really appreciate it and folks welcome to the guiding voice podcast series where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future i'm your host navin samala dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life but also to your career thank you so much for tuning in and uh, brian hearty welcome to the guiding voice thank you so much for being part of our journey yeah thanks for being glad to be here let's get started and pleasure to have you here and um, i would like to understand more from you about your personal journey and what inspired you to write the get out of your heads book series you said you wanted to inspire your followers and help them avoid to get into the situation that you got into in the past yeah absolutely i mean the journey you know was inspired by the fact that like i felt as though i went through my own mental health challenges and you know just being somebody who has gone through that stuff remembering my own journey and saying to myself like there were times where i really didn't know where to turn i didn't have the right information i struggled really hard at specific times with specific subjects whether it was anxiety depression specific kinds of anxiety specific kinds of depression and for me you know when when that journey started which i would say was 2008 you know it could have been uh, maybe sooner it's sometimes hard to exactly say when struggle started or whatever it was but somewhere around that time i just felt as though there wasn't there wasn't enough information out there it was hard to find the right information and so me wanting to write these books was one wanting to help others going through the same struggle but then also wanting to try to alleviate some of that that additional 
difficulty of not knowing where to turn to. So that way I could just provide these books and folks, if they find them, hopefully some of the information that I have found or I found along the way is condensed down in my content. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, Brian. And uh, now let's uh, switch gears and talk about your success mantra. I'm interested to understand the top three things that I've attributed to your success so far. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I would say, you know, the first one, the f- like, if, okay, three three pieces, right? So the first one is just showing up and doing the work. I think, you know, as a content creator, as an author, without actually creating the content, um, it's going to be hard to be successful. And there's times where you don't want to do the work, right? You don't want to show up. You don't want to put in that extra legwork because you got a full-time job and you got a lot of different things going on in your life. But I guess I, I pride myself on still doing that work, even when it is difficult. Uh, number two, I guess, would be, you know, having a passion for the subject matter is like, I, I think a lot of people find out when they start businesses or, you know, go off on some kind of entrepreneurial adventure, or if it's, you know, really starting a, you know, a tech company or writing a bunch of books or whatever it is. Um, if you don't have passion for what you're doing, like you're going to face a bunch of hurdles and you're going to burn out quickly. So for me, it's like, um, I feel as though I've been able to have the success that I've had thus far because I actually care about what I'm doing, right? And then when I come up against obstacles, it's like, okay, yeah, this is hard. This is annoying. This is painful. But like, because I care, I'm going to keep going. Whereas, you know, at the first sign of difficulty for somebody who's like, I'm only in it for the money. Like, I think that person is probably going to, you know, second guess themselves or rethink what they're doing. Uh, Number three, I would say is just, uh, kind of related to that one is like persisting through uh, difficulties, right? So th- there's been challenges on on the journey. Like, you know, I was kicked off of Amazon for uh, a, a small amount of time where like I couldn't sell any books and I had to, you know, really go and hound them. And it was, you know, it was a mistake on their side. They They had said to me, but like, I couldn't get through to anybody. And I was like, my business relies on having my books on Amazon. And right now they've been taken off the website. So like, I have to go hunt them down and figure out how to get them back up. And so again, you know, when you come across these issues that like really, you know, make you question what the heck you're doing, if you don't have that passion, you're probably going to give up. But for me, it's like, you know, it's a very passion filled journey. So it was like, I am willing to, you know, stand and keep working in the face of these difficulties. And uh, that's not only allowed me to keep going, but I think that has attributed, uh, I, I can attribute some of my success, my all success to that. Nice. So one is showing up and then being the subject matter expert. And last one is the persistence. I think I can relate to almost all the three of them. And in my podcasting journey, which I embarked on three and a half years ago, like I think it shows up. And now let's talk about your first book, Get Out of Your Head, a toolkit for living with and overcoming anxiety. And it was released in 2018. So could you tell us what motivated you to focus on anxiety as a subject? Yeah, kind of like we talked about a couple of minutes ago, it was yeah. really just, you know, me reflecting on my my personal battles and journey um, and getting serious with myself or honest with myself and saying, like, I have struggled really hard with this subject, right? Um, yeah. And over the course of time, so I would say, you know, I started writing that book in 2016, I think it was 2016, 2017. So over the course of eight years or so, like I felt as though I made a lot of progress with my anxiety, but, you know, it was something that consumed me day after day and month after month where it was like, it was such a large part of my life and such mm-hmm. a large part of my identity that as I started to make progress with it, again, having that passion, I was looking back and saying to myself, like, I care so much about this because I I have 
expended so much energy and so much emotion on this subject over the last eight years. And I know how difficult it can be to deal with. And so now I talk to, you know, different folks who are struggling with these same things. And they're like, how do I how do I get myself out of the situation that I'm in? It's really painful. Um, so it was really all of those things, right? My own experience, the own pain, the the pain I went through of my own, the pain that I connected to in others, just seeing all of that and the frustration of myself and other people not knowing where to turn and being like, what what content should I read and listen to and all yeah. that? So it was really just um, personal history and a lot of emotion behind it. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, Brian, when it comes to mental illness, depression, anxiety, these are associated with some sort of stigma. Whenever somebody speaks about mental illness, right? they have that kind of uh, negative connotation saying that what others might think, right? It is not something similar to physical physical ailment. If it is a physical ailment, people can openly say, hey, I had this particular problem and I was able to do this, right? So in this particular scenario, so what are some of the misconceptions or uh, stigmas you have encountered on your work? Yeah, I mean, I would say the, one, the ones that I will talk about are the pretty common ones. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they come up a lot. So like the first one being that, that, and again, this is a misconception, so I'm just stating it, but it's still a misconception. The, the misconception that mental illness is a weakness, right? So sort of to your point of, you know, if you have a broken arm, you just go to the doctor and you get it healed, right? You get a cast on it, you get an x-ray, all that stuff with mental illness. I think, you know, there's much more of that stigma. People are unwilling uh, to talk about their struggles. And look, I'm not trying to downplay any of this stuff, sugarcoating this stuff, like talking about mental illness, talking about your struggles is really hard, right? Because it's Mm. so personal and nobody likes to talk about their emotions. Um, So I think we need to give it that credit and say like, you know, we can't just look at this and say like, oh, it's just like a broken arm because it's it's not right. But at the same time, um, I think we can also look at that misconception and say, um, okay, so mental illness is not the same as a broken arm or a you know, physical ailment. But at yeah. the same time, it's also not a weakness, right? There are chemical imbalances that people are like naturally born with, right? The way that their brains operate. Um, I wouldn't call that a weakness, would you, right? That might be a, a natural inclination or something like that. It could also be like mental illness can arise from, you know, the, the I guess, our, our circumstances, right? If we don't like our job, if we don't like our friends, if we're having, you know, fights and struggles in our family and in our relationships, like we can encounter mental illness. And I wouldn't say any of those things are weaknesses. So um, I think that's a common misconception that I, that I'd like to clear up. Sure. Um, I, I guess what I would say is I'm sure there is somebody, there's one person in the world, right out there that is lazy and they are maybe playing up their condition, something like that. But I think the vast majority of people are really dealing with something that's really difficult. And, and again, it's not a weakness. And it's, um, you know, if you are feeling a certain way, right, if you have a different emotion, we don't we don't turn and say like, hey, you're hungry. That's weakness. Right. It's like, no, it's that's that's very well just a or very well could be just the way that your body is oriented and and all that sort of stuff. So um, I think that's a nice um, misconception to clear up. The other one that I um, well, I guess uh, two two more quickly. Um, so the uh, number two would be that uh, the misconception that being depressed is the same thing as being sad. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we we kind of throw the word depression around a lot uh, in yeah. our society where it's like, oh, you know, my favorite sports team lost last night. I'm depressed. Um, I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not trying again. I'm not trying to downplay how people feel because 
you feel how you feel and, and that's yeah. that but like you know actual depression right it's like it's a, de a debilitating disorder where it's like uh, if you look at you know the way that we classify this disease it's basically you know feelings of helplessness and hopelessness for at least two weeks on end um i would I'm sure that a lot of people that are, you know, rabid sports fans have felt that way over their sports team for more than two weeks. But, you know, I think I think there's a distinction to be made there. And it's not just, oh, I'm sad because, you know, something that is a, a minor inconvenience happened to me. It's like, you know, depression is, again, it's a debilitating disease that really, really afflicts people. And so I think it's important to, you know, have a little bit of grace and a little bit of courtesy when people are expressing their emotions and saying like, no, I'm I'm legitimately going through something difficult. I am encountering depression. I think it's important for us to give those people the space that they need and, you know, kind of the the care and attention that they need and and allowing ourselves to say like, hey, they're not just sad. This is something more than that. And and they need special care and attention because of yeah. that. Um last one real quick. Third misconception that I wanted to cover was just that, you know, the the idea that there is a silver bullet out there, right? You know, you take one magic pill, uh, you, you you recite one specific mantra to yourself, you know, you win the lottery, whatever it is, and all your mental health problems go away. That is kind of one side of the the pendulum, if you will, right? The other side of the pendulum is like, so it's like, if, if there is, you know, one specific thing that I can do to cure all my mental health issues forever, um, that's kind of one side. The, the other side is basically, you know, looking at it really negatively uh, and saying, Oh, you, you, you know, there's nothing that you can ever do um, to to cure your mental illness or whatever it is. And that's a misconception as well. I think yeah. the truth is somewhere in the middle, right, where it's like, in reality, a combination of different things um, is what's going to get you or me or anyone else out of the uh, predicament that they're facing. Right. So it's like. I talk about the notion of a mental health toolkit that, you know, you see that name or that term uh, in the subtitle of my first book. And why I like to use that concept is, is because I think it applies well in being able to say like, you know, Naveen, you have to go out and look at different strategies, test them out, try them out, see which ones work for you and which mm -hmm. ones don't. And yeah. then you take the ones that work for you and you put them into that toolkit, right? And then yeah. when you're not feeling like yourself, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling depressed, you pull those tools out and you say, I know that these ones have worked for me in the past. Those toolkits are going to be different for everyone, right? You know, I may say to myself, I like using a mantra and I like, you know, um, saying like ridiculous things to myself to like shift my mindset and all that. Other people might not like that idea as much. So, you know, again, going back to the misconception of saying like, you know, the idea that there is, you know, one silver bullet out there that's going to cure your anxiety or depression forever. Um, sure. Has that happened in the past? Yes. Is it is that what we should all expect? Uh, no. At the same time, I'm not bringing that misconception to the table to make us feel hopeless, to make us feel like nothing uh, can, you know, resolve our predicaments. And so, again, the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle that we got to go out and we got to cultivate a bunch of different strategies that work for us. And then we got to use those when we are not feeling so well. Hmm. Nice. And uh, yeah, I, I could uh, relate to many of these things during my previous conversations also, like how uh, these things uh, evolve. And also, you have very well explained and narrated all the misconceptions. And uh, yeah, with that, let's move to my next question. And more around the resources or strategies that you would like to recommend for individuals that are seeking accurate information and support. Now you, I, I think your book has the toolkit and you said you mentioned a lot of uh, strategies are there, right? So before reading your book, is there anything else that they have to go through or do you think your book is the first place to begin? 
Well, I think it's a good place to begin, right? And in some ways, I wouldn't have written it if I didn't think I was capable of of providing that to the reader. Um, At the same time, like there's a lot of information out there. Um, So, you know, my approach is I want to do something of like a curation for readers, right? I want to make it a little less formidable for them. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want them to necessarily have to go out and be like, well, which podcast do I listen to? And which books do I buy? And like, who do I listen to? And, And that it's like, if you're just looking for a place to get started, again, I, I understand that this is kind of a shameless self-promotion, um, but if you are looking for somewhere to get started, I invite you to take a look at my books. Um, I, I try to you know, paint a lot of different pictures, provide a bunch of different strategies as, as not only like legitimate tactics and strategies uh, that can help you, but also as jumping off points, right? So I may say in the book, like, here are some things that I recommend at the same time, like, um, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist, so I can't diagnose you and I can't treat you, which means I can't say, hey, you know, go get a prescription for Xanax or Zoloft or whatever it is. But I, in the book, I say like, hey, we're going to talk about all these things that you can do, um, I I guess kind of like, you know, around self-talk and cognitive behavioral therapy and how you view the world and your condition and all that. At the same time, um, it's still very important that you try out different things. So the things that I can't talk about as much, right? I'm not a talk therapist, so I can't provide talk therapy uh, you know, at least licensed talk therapy to somebody. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor, so I can't like provide a prescription for something. But just because I can't doesn't mean that that isn't valuable and isn't important. So again, I give readers um, jumping off points to say, here's what I can provide to you. I hope it's helpful. And I, I think it will get you pretty far at the same time. Again, going back to that mental health toolkit, we have to go out there and try a bunch of different things. So I I try to provide 95% of that to the reader in my books the extra five, and, and maybe I get the percentages wrong, but let's just say the extra five is, you know, feeling is if you feel as though you need to go to therapy, go going to a therapist and, and working with them. If you feel as though you'd like to try medication, you know, in the book, I, in both books, I say like, talk to your doctor, like see if it makes sense for you. And, and if you think it does, like, then I absolutely like, I can get behind that. So um, I don't know, I'm kind of rambling, but that that's it in a nutshell, I guess. Okay, got it. And here comes my next one. You have been featured on more than 50 podcasts, right? So what what has been your most memorable podcast experience and why? It's a good question. Um, you know, I, I will like, I love all the podcast appearances. I like connecting with the get, uh, with the hosts um, and trying to, you know, provide some helpful information. Um, I, I was trying to, like, trying to, I'm trying to think of one. I guess, you know, there's a, there's a guy that I'm friends with. His name's Travis. He hosts the podcast, it's called Tell Me Something Good. And you know why it was memorable to me, a a lot of the podcast episodes are similar, right? It's like, I come on, uh, a host is asking me questions. And it's like, I kind of there's only so much content I can provide. And only like, I can only delve into so much detail in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever it is. So a lot of the time, the content is similar. Um, And not that the content was all that different on my conversation with Travis, but why it was memorable, this dude brings the energy. I remember like being on the show with him and he's a great guy, super nice. Like he's, you know, always reaching out and trying to be like, Hey, like, how can I, you know, how can I help promote you and what would help and all that. But when you're on a conversation with him, he is like in the best way possible. He is like screaming into the microphone, you know, cause yeah. he just cares and he's excited about it. And I think I'm not saying that every host needs to be like that, but right. he was the only one who was truly like that. And, and that made it memorable. So shout out to yeah. Travis. And that's good to know. I would definitely check out his podcast. And uh, this has been an incredible conversation so far. And uh, it's now time to add some more excitement. So 
get ready brand as we dive into a series of intriguing rapid fire questions this is the second round to spice up the episode further so if you're ready let's dive in okay uh see what i got left in the bag <laughs> okay here comes my first bullet if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it what would it say okay i i cheated a little bit on this one because some there's a different podcast that i listen to that asked this question so i've i've thought about it before something to the tune of like be a good person follow your dreams and give it hell mhm nice and what is one thing that you are really bad at and you wish you were better at i know this is going to sound like <laughs> kind of um i'm going to what's the right word uh self self aggrandizing or something but like i don't know how many things i'm really bad at uh i'm not I, i'm not as good at cooking as i'd like to be so i i think i'd give a cop out answer of like i'm okay at best at cooking i'd like to be better at it um i don't know I, there's nothing that i'm really bad at <laughs> <laughs> and can you describe yourself in just one word just one word oh man one word is hard let's say you can go for two words driven and empathetic how about that okay. driven and empathetic nice and what's your favorite thing about living in the 21st century on like a high high level the fact that the world is relatively safe you know we don't have to think about safety all all too often like luckily on a more on a lower level like a, a more in the weeds level probably like air conditioning <laughs> <laughs> okay you comes my next one if you could have any superpower what would it be and why i think it would be teleporting um i like to travel i i just got back from europe that was enjoyable at the same time i don't love flying and i think it would just be great to be like boom i'm there i'm <laughs> seeing all these different places and i don't have to endure you know the 8 hour 10 hour flight whatever it is yeah that's a dream of almost 90% of guests here wow <laughs> teleportation funny yeah here comes the last bullet what is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself something that like i, I don't even know how to describe it properly but something that um produces smells or scents kind of mm. on demand so if you were like oh like bring me back to my childhood bedroom you know for when i was 6 like what did that smell like bring me back to you know that that Gatorade flavor that went out of style or whatever that would be cool to like be able to smell those things on demand yeah that's very creative and uh, yeah probably i i think there is a lot of uh, research happening I, we might see some sort of development in the next few years because those are the ones and also taste smell and taste are the things that are at the forefront So that that's a fantastic rapid fire and with that let's flip back to the mainstream and as someone who is really passionate about influencing the lives of others positively what message or advice would you like to share with our listeners who may be struggling with mental health challenges some quick tip yeah for sure a message of just like hope right yeah i would tell somebody who who is struggling to keep fighting and to know that you're not you're not alone um you know it it often looks like things won't get better and and often it takes a long time or it takes a little while for things to improve um but they often if not almost always do and so i would just say like trust in that and then also like do all you can within your power right i know that it's it's very difficult when you're not 
in the right state of mind, but but do what's in your power to make that happen, you know, to bring to bring about the change to uh on to get yourself unstuck, so to speak. But yeah, I mean, it's so hard. You know, I uh it's it's hard to address the question because when I think about folks who are struggling, like um all, all I can really say is like, you know, my heart goes out to you and I I hope it gets better and I think it will. Nice. I think focus on things that we can control and something not, which is beyond our uh, locus of control. Wonderful. And uh, Brian, this has been fabulous conversation. And before I let you go, how has been your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform? What, it was what cool. would I mean, you like I, me to improve? <laughs> it was cool. I mean, uh, you know, the you kept me on my toes, right? A lot of different questions, rapid fire, all that. And I think that that makes it interesting because it um, there's so many questions that you know, in one flavor or another, I have answered before, but, uh, and I have those, those answers somewhere in my mind, but the rapid fire stuff, that's, that's where you kind of really see who the person is because can't prepare for those ones as easily. <laughs> All right. And thank you so much for participating in those, both the rapid fire rounds so sportively. And also uh, thank you very much for joining me today and by taking your valuable time and also sharing your knowledge and wisdom with our community as well. And uh, would love to host you again in future. Thank you once again. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Naveen. It was a pleasure. All right. So that was our episode with Brian Sacheta. And friends, before we jump into the fun trivia section here, we have a quick request. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast from wherever you have tuned in from because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes. And also, if you have enjoyed this episode, Please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like the guiding voice. So please spread the knowledge and help others grow like you because your support means a lot and it helps us create more content for you and our growing community. And uh, let's learn together on this journey. Now let's hop into the trivia segment. So today we had wonderful conversation about mental anxiety, mental illnesses and also depression. I thought I would extend a few facts related to depression, adding different dimension to what Brian has already shared. So first one is about depression and creativity. Some renowned artists, writers and musicians have struggled with depression. And it's a misconception that creativity is always hindered by depression. But in some cases, it has fueled their creative works. Right. So which means depression may be good at times. And here comes my next fact, depression in children. Depression is not just limited to adults. Children and even infants can experience depression. And it is often characterized by symptoms like irritability, withdrawal, and changes in eating and sleeping habits. And third one is about historical misconceptions. In the past, depression was often misunderstood or misdiagnosed. It was sometimes referred to as melancholia and believed to be caused by an imbalance of bodily fluids. So that's all from the depression perspective from my end. And I would like to understand from you, how did you deal with mental anxiety or mental illnesses and also depression? And if you have any good tips to share, please keep them coming in the form of YouTube comments. If you are watching it on YouTube or if you have found this episode on social media platform, you can comment there. I would love to go through your thoughts and definitely talk about them in the upcoming episodes. So that's it for today's episode. And thank you once again for tuning in and also being part of our awesome community. And we'd love to hear from you. Please do not hesitate to share your ideas and feedback through our social media. Or you can also email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com. 
and let's create the content that resonates with you. I'm your host, Navin Samala, a lifelong learner, and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life, but also to your career. So friends, stay connected as we journey together. And until next time, take care, stay inspired. Remember, the future holds great things because the best is yet to come. So goodbye for now. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest.